0: Hi, I'm Joanne Dickner, Meemaw, with, it's Storytime time, Meemaw, an answered prayer for stories that point children to God on the Truth Network for kids. Your chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. Enjoy it. Share it. But most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network.
1: This is the Truth Network
2: The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are glad that you're with us today, and uh, we're excited about this topic. Uh, we're excited about the adventure God's going to take us on on this topic, because that's our topic, Adventures with the Father. There it is. There it is. Ta-da! All right. Thanks for joining. <laughs> see you <laughs> now, next week. See you next week. That's our adventure. No, we were talking about uh, a topic, and so it... Uh, Harold had sent out a, a text saying, Sam, you've been gone a couple of weeks. There's got to be something <laughs> on your heart. And I'm like, eh, not really. <laughs> and the more I thought about it, I, I started thinking about this topic of the times that God takes us on an adventure. Sometimes those are somewhat expected, you know, like we plan an adventure, right? And other times they're not expected. You know, the outcome is often unexpected, mm-hmm. right? Because is it truly an adventure if you already know the outcome? by definition adventure would be an unknown outcome to some degree you have a hoped outcome potentially mm-hmm. but how you get there may be a totally different path than what yeah. you planned
1: yeah
2: right and so that, that's part of what makes an adventure an adventure is the element of unknown mm-hmm. and so that was just the topic and it was as simple as you can you can define what you think an adventure is or expected or unexpected mm-hmm. and, and kind of left it up to the group and so we will be all mm-hmm. over the place today yeah, as, as usual to, as usual yeah it's pretty much a <laughs> business as normal yeah yeah and so the uh, the first clip I'm going to play is from the trailer from Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And if you haven't seen that, you know, I'm probably going to ruin some of it for you because it's like 30 years old. So you probably should have <laughs> seen it by now, except for you, Harold. I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> and you get a pass, you know, because I don't Cause know. Why. You're old. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. I was trying to be a little nice. I don't know why. Yeah,
1: pick, But pick uh, gloves
2: off. Yeah, I, I will. It's yeah, early yeah. in the show. You know, I've been yeah. gone a couple of weeks. And yeah. so it, Dave is not here. David, I've already picked on him. I'll tell you about that after the show. Uh, but anyway, uh, the reason I, I like this, this particular trailer is not as much for what's in the trailer itself. It's the whole concept of the movie. And so I'm, I'm going to play the trailer and then we'll kind of come back and talk about the movie. But in this, what you have is you have Indiana Jones is on this adventure to go find his dad who is just missing. Right? And ends up on an adventure with his father, which is not what he planned. Right? And so we're going to kind of listen to how some of the story plays out, and then we'll talk about more of it after we listen to the clip. Here we go.
0: Indiana Jones is on the quest of a lifetime. (laughs) But for some adventures, one Jones is not enough. Junior, don't call me that, please. Follow me, I know way. Ha! A race across three continents.
1: And in this sort of race, there's no silver medal for finishing second. Hang on, Dad, we're going in. Into the homeland of the enemy.
2: Nazis. I hate these guys. <laughs>
0: situation has not improved in his search for the holy grail how dare you kiss me are you crazy don't go between them go between them are
1: you crazy where's my father in the belly of that steel beast This archaeology the quest
0: for the grail is not archaeology it's a race against evil germany has declared war on the jones boys those people are trying to kill us i know dad it's a new experience for me happens
1: to me all the time indiana jones and the last crusade have the adventure of your life Keeping up with the Joneses.
2: So when you listen to that, there's a couple things in there that you probably didn't pick up on. But if you watch the movie, you you will learn about it is he keeps calling him Junior. Mm -hmm. And a couple times in there, he says, don't call me that. Don't call me that. Right, and, and so that's but the last
0: time he didn't. No, of course that was a stressful situation, but yeah, he, yeah, it came around. I think is the idea.
2: Yeah, we'll use a clip later in yeah. which the dad yeah. changes yeah. a little bit, but there's a whole reason that he does, doesn't like to be called that, and why he chooses Indy or Indiana, and why his dad doesn't like to call him Indiana. But you'll have to watch the movie to kind of figure that out. But the reason I, I like this this clip is the concept of the movie is a son that goes on a reluctant adventure with his father. And for me, that happened with me sometimes when I would go on an adventure and realize God's there with me. <laughs> you know, it wasn't always something I planned. You know, and I didn't appreciate it for what it was. but as as this plays out in the movie, and again, if I'm ruining it, ruining it for you, sorry. <laughs> but there's there's a book in which the dad has written a lot of notes and a lot of diagrams and things that are important. And it ends up saving Indy and his life several times because he follows his father's instruction written in an age-old book. Right? And, and that's some of our story. Yes, we have the ability to talk with God. You know, that's still there. But we're going to primarily hear things about God or of God through his word, through his written book. Right? And, and that's what I really liked about it. And as it goes on, Indy would not have made it through this particular uh, adventure without his father. And that's our story. You know, we we think we can do it on our own. We think that we're bigger than all that. We think, yeah, people try to kill us all the time, or this happens to us all the time. But yet, we need God's presence. We need his input. We need his direction to kind of get through these things. You know, and, and looking back at the movie, I saw it differently this time because of this topic. It makes me want to go watch it again. It's one of the few really good Indiana Jones movies. (laughs) There's two that I could say, but uh, two out of five. But anyway, I've only seen four.
0: Anyway. Sam just went into a Siskel and Ebert mode right there. I did. I did. (laughs) You know,
2: just you put a microphone in front of me. He does like to make uh, statements on movies.
0: What do you think about Robin Hood, Sam?
2: Uh, which one? The the cartoon one was pretty good <laughs> with the Fox. What I always the... hear is trailers are great. The movie's not that good. No, great. no. The, the movie with uh, Russell Crowe was yeah. all about uh-huh. making a sequel. Yeah. It, was, it was exactly <laughs> what it was. It was like, how can we make a movie just good enough that we can make a sequel? That was my opinion of it. But yeah, that's how. I'm not short of opinions. You guys all know that. <laughs> so that that was kind of our topic. And so an adventure I wanted to share with you Um and, and I'm sure we'll share lots of stories of lots of adventures as we talk through this today. Uh, but the adventure I want to share with you is, is one that I've shared on the air before, but it happened to me in 2009. Um, I got moved down here in 2007 from a company I was with. Had never planned on leaving Indiana, never thought of even coming to North Carolina. It would be one of the furthest places from my mind. I'd never visited here, but my company sent me down in late 2006, to come look at the opportunity of coming here. And so I did it just to kind of quiet them down. I didn't really want to come, you know, but I brought my, my wife and my oldest daughter and we came down here and something in my heart just said, yeah, you know, and something in my wife's heart said, yeah, not as much my daughter's heart, (laughs) but eventually she came around and liked it here. But we came down and that was 2007 and the company I was with two years later, shut their doors And I didn't have a job. You know, I had some things kind of out there. I kind of knew it was coming, had a few feelers, nothing was locked in yet, looked like I was going to have a job, but I wasn't quite sure. And so um, my wife and I decided to go down to a place called the Yakin River down here. It's a really pretty river that runs through the Winston-Salem area Um, and to walk along the river and kind of pray. And we prayed individually and then said, you know, we're going to give, we're going to fast for 24 hours and then we're going to talk about it after we're done fasting. You know, we're not going to talk about our day. And so we spent the day kind of together, but also kind of isolated. You know, I could see her, she could see me, but we were praying in different areas, you know. And then after the 24 hours, we just felt like God said, yeah, you're supposed to be here. You know, and so we said, yeah, we're going to, we're going to stay. That's going to happen. And again, I didn't have a job. She wasn't working at this point because she was staying home with the kids. She'd had a career before, you know, the the boys were born. And um, so we talked about well, you're probably going to have to go back to work and some things like that. But nothing was solidified. All I knew is I wasn't going to have a job, you know, for sure, 100%. And what would have made sense would be to move back to Indiana where we had family support. We had her family um, we had my sister that lived there. We had you know, plenty of friends and things that could help us. It made absolutely not much sense to stay here with, with that part of the story. And so we stayed, and within about a two-week period, I had a job that lasted me the next three or four years before I moved on to my next job that I've been with now 10 years. Um, a job I love, you know, currently, and that wouldn't have happened if I would have left. But what really happened was about two weeks, probably even less than two weeks, I got a call from a guy named Darren, that said, hey, Uh-oh. yeah, hey, I found uh, found you out on on the website of uh, the Wild of Heart Group, you know, Ransom Heart at the time is what they were called. We we found your ministry, and you know, would you be interested in doing a boot camp? I'm like, absolutely. I've been wanting to do boot camps for years, you know. And God knew that, and it was never right in Indiana, and that's a story for another day. But it ended up being that you know, Darren and I started talking, and Jim and and Mark and some other people, and. And we put on our first boot camp in the fall of 2009. Mm -hmm. You know, this was in the spring of 2009. And six months later, we did our first boot camp. And, you know, from that, many, many other boot camps have happened. This radio shows happened, the podcast, all that stuff. None of that would have really transpired with me being in it, you know, being involved with it. I mean, God would still probably chose to do it a different Mm -hmm. way. But uh, for me, I would not have had this amazing adventure in this amazing band of brothers had I not went and said, "Okay, God, I'm going to trust you. And what you want us to do? And my wife was right on board there, too. You know, that if she wouldn't have heard, yeah, you know, we need to stay. Because, again, it made absolutely no sense from a financial standpoint. You know, from a relational standpoint, as far as we didn't know anybody here that much. Yeah. You know, but uh, coworkers that were getting ready to go out of state, <laughs> you know, they were moving back to other mm-hmm. places. And so for me, that, that started a huge adventure, an unexpected adventure that's been an amazing adventure. And still been very unexpected, you know. If you ever if we ever come to a boot camp, you'll realize as much as we plan for them, there's still unexpected things that happen. And so, uh, God's got constantly got us on that adventure together.
0: You you, you came out guns blazing right there because yeah. that that wasn't like what we typically talk about in like casual adventure. That right there was some crucial and and critical adventure that, and we can explain that a little bit later, maybe after the break, or I can talk about it now, but those were, I mean, big deals. Those were life-changing experiences. That was your Abraham moment.
2: Yeah, it, it really was and at the time. You don't realize that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're just saying, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay. you know and we'll see what that works and then Darren's like hey you wanna do a boot camp and I'm like yeah we'll do one we'll see what happens (laughs) God had other plans and so speaking of boot camps we have one coming up the weekend before Thanksgiving it is November 16th through the 19th yes I actually know the dates the 16th through the 19th (laughs) go register at mascoandjourney.org register now while we're on the break we'll talk to you when we come back what we have at our
1: boot camp is something that makes you stronger and it gives you the strength to go on your regular walk with god it's something that will make you be bigger than you were
2: when you got there
0: i want to read the dictionary meaning of vulnerability it's the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed either physically or emotionally i always had a negative aspect of vulnerability But at boot camp, it's really different because we come, there's seven or eight guys here that speak and they all get vulnerable with the rest of us. And what comes from that is encouragement, just building up and knowing that, hey, I'm not by myself in this battle and warfare and growing up stuff. You guys have all had similar experiences and it's it's great to know that.
1: Register today at MasculineJourney.org.
2: Welcome back to Masculine Journey. That is Matty Mullins, and I've never heard of him until this song, and <laughs> it's the only song I've ever heard of his. And, but uh, this—that was our bump in, and and it's it's called Into the Great Unknown. And, and so when you go on an adventure with God, sometimes you know it is—it's a known adventure, as we talked about. But often, most of it is unknown. Yep. Right? You know, I, when he called, look look back biblically, he called people on an adventure. They knew they were going somewhere. They didn't often know how they were going to get there, usually didn't know how to get there, and didn't know where the eventual place they were going to land was, mm-hmm. right? Even David, who knew he was going to be king one day, he was told mm-hmm. that early, wasn't told when that was going to be, mm-hmm. wasn't told all the stuff he'd have to go through to get there, right? There was plenty of yeah. unknown. And,
0: and, and a lot of us, our stories, is if if he would have showed us what it looked like ahead of time, we probably yeah. would have like tapped out our way. No, I'll pass. I'm out.
2: Way know, too hard. Exactly. Yeah. So what, what that part of the, the bump-in was is he's singing, it's a chorus, I want to break out, take me away from what I know, show me a life that relies on you alone. I want to live loud and speak with a love that overflows. Oh, I just lost my... <laughs> My thing here. Um, the Great Unknown? Yeah. And so I can't read the rest of it because I can't read it. But uh, we were to walk into the Great Unknown. So that part was unknown to me. We yeah. walk by faith,
1: but not by sight, right? That's kind of how a boot camp goes. Yeah.
2: Sometimes you just kind of say, okay, we're going to punt. And so I just punted right there on that part. Exactly. God said you were too, much, yeah. too dependent on what you saw. I was too dependent on my uh, phone and. It's a new phone, and I don't know how it works. And so it's something happened, and I don't know how to fix it. So on to the next clip. Uh, Rodney, you have the next clip. It's from a movie called The Great Outdoors. Yeah, we're going from the great unknown to
0: the great outdoors,
2: right? Yeah, it's great. It's all great. (laughs) So
1: there were several different places to go for adventure, and as I was thinking through different things, this is one of them that kind of came up. It wasn't the first one, but the more I was trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to go with for this this show? I just love the fact that adventure for everybody is different. Mm. It is one of those things where I look at something and I think, man, that's a great adventure. I want to go on that. Or I look at some of the past adventures I've had, like those are great. Somebody else is like, that sounds horrible. I don't <laughs> want to go do that. And I would think the same about others. And it's not about, you know, like it is today so badly that oh I can't even enjoy the adventure because I got to take a bunch of selfies and take (laughs) pictures of my kids or my grandkids or some event more than just sitting back and enjoying things because for me just sitting back and enjoying things is an adventure let the event the relationship the discussion just let it happen Don't force it. Don't try to make it into something that's not. Mm. Just enjoy yourself in the middle of the adventure. And then, you know, the other part of it was with God the Father taking you on an adventure or going with you. And that's what Mm -hmm. I love about this clip with The Great Outdoors because you have Chet and Roman. And Chet, you know, he's kind of the, the real family guy. He's got a memory of his father taking him on an adventure at this lake and he wants to leave that off for his son and in the middle of the clip you've got roman who's you know mr businessman trying to make the world (laughs) form and shape into his ideal so he can make money that's all an adventure is for him is making money so you can kind of hear that play out in this conversation
2: here we go i have great memories of this country when i was a kid you know and i used to come up here with my dad and I want the boys to have the same memories. Actually, I would look around you, Roman. This is this is this is beautiful country here. Take a good look.
1: I'll tell you what I see when I look out there. If you want to know. Hey, yeah, I'm curious.
2: I see the underdeveloped resources of northern Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. I see a syndicated development consortium exploiting over a billion and a half dollars in forest products. I see a paper mill, and if the strategic metals are there, a mining operation. A green belt between the condos on the lake and a waste management facility, focusing on the newest rage and toxic waste, medical refuse, infected bandages, body parts, IV tubing, contaminated glassware, entrails, syringes, fluid, blood, low-grade radioactive waste, all safely contained, sunken in the lake, and sealed for centuries. Now, I ask you, what do you see? I, I just see uh,
0: see trees.
1: <laughs> That's what I see. I'm more like Chet there. I was like, I see trees, and I, I like trees, and I like the lake and the water and just God's natural resources just taking that in awe looking up at the sky and seeing the stars and the heavens it's just it's something that's incredibly peaceful about uh, knowing you've got a God that's that sovereign can take care of everything can make all of this by speaking and that is incredibly comforting so I had an adventure <clears throat> that we went on a it's not even a trip, you know, we, for Memorial Day and Labor Day, we would go to what we, this guy's name is Minger. So it was Minger's Pond. He called it the puddle. So it was Minger's Puddle. He had three little uh, ponds on it. It's, you know, just in the middle of cornfields, nothing majestic to go look at, but it was awesome because you go out there and you just got away from town. You know, it's only, I live in the middle of cornfields already. It's not like I live in metropolitan mm-hmm. area, but you go out in the country even from there and you just get to go be away and go fish i got to shoot guns he had a couple of trap uh throwers in there that were set for people that used to shoot you know trap quite a bit out there you ride the motorcycle there's just so many things to do outside it was just fun and then you had all the personalities because it was a lot of my dad's friends from work that would come out there and he would just kind of have it for a lot of people show up and you had the storytellers. You had the people that would end up, you know, getting drunk, and you're just laughing at it because, you know, it's the same guy that got drunk last year. And you just had these characters, and you just – it it, was, it wasn't it was a lot. I had a few family out there, but it wasn't a lot of family, but it just felt like that. And you just get that feeling because I was with my dad the whole time. We slept out there, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, my mom's like, "Now nah, I'm going back to go, go home and go to bed. But it was just – it wasn't really roughing it, but it was enough Mm. and that was just peaceful and it was wonderful and it was just fun times. And those are the kinds of adventures you really enjoy because it wasn't big and over the top. Like, Oh, we went to wherever and spent a ton of money to go to Disney Mm -hmm. or something. Like I would much rather go out there and just go camping Mm -hmm. than go to Disney. It just doesn't thrill me. And those are the kinds of things that I could relate to here. Like with Chet and thinking through those and those are the same adventures you want to have with your kids Mm -hmm. and, just spend time like you did this past weekend, you know, just, just spend time, have fun and enjoy each other.
2: Yeah. It's i I've shared that on the air a few times, but when I went through my divorce eight years ago, I guess it is now, um, we changed some things, you know, my sons and I, we, we decided not to buy each other stuff for Christmas. We still celebrate Christmas. We just don't Mm -hmm. buy, we buy small things and instead spend the money on a, a trip to make memories. And so far we've seen some national parks. We've seen some parts of the country we'd never have a chance to see. You know, we've been to New Orleans and realized I don't want to go back to New Orleans. Um, but it was cool to go. You know, and, you know. And we've been to uh, Niagara Mount, Falls and realized you don't want to go back. Yeah, to go. Niagara Falls. Seen it. Got the T-shirt. Literally. Um, probably not going to go back. But it was, it was nice to see. We've been to you know the Badlands, Mount Rushmore, lots of different places. And you know, those are things that uh, they pop up on my an app I have called Time Hop. It'll mm-hmm. pop up and show me things from previous years. And it's kind of cool to see, you know, oh, this time last year we were here. This time two years ago we mm-hmm. were here. And you we, send those out to us often. Yeah, you do. I was wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 I know that. So it's been pretty cool. Yeah. And it's something, you know, my boys will send me mm-hmm. saying, oh, this is where we were two years ago. Yeah. You know, but it's part of those adventures. Yeah. And so um, right now I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. But what about an adventure with your heavenly father? Is there anything that comes to mind on it?
1: Well, obviously I wasn't a believer when I was a kid then, right. but but still there are a lot of things over my past that I've reminisced with the father on. It's like wow, the things that you had me do and showed me that cemented beliefs and strong points in my life. You know, and you know, I've only been a believer now for like 7 years, mm-hmm. I think. You know, so coming late in life to be a true believer, I would have always told you I was, but I wasn't. And now that I really know the truth, it's it's one of those things where, for me, it's just an adventure of my growth in understanding Him, and I, I that's where I love having spiritual conversations. You know, like we get to have so often, just doing the radio show or at boot camps and. Just getting to learn about my brothers or my sisters, you know, just knowing what what adventures they've been on, what's, <clears throat> we had some people, <clears throat> excuse me, that had some real heartache in church because they've lost loved ones. Mm-hmm. And somebody church wrote a book and just to listen to some of their lives that were told through that mm-hmm. book and them coming together and sharing things like that, that is an incredible adventure to understand what God's doing. and and other people's lives as well as mine.
2: Yeah. And then did you say sisters because Jim's a Carolina girl? (laughs) Yeah. As we found out on the radio years ago or no, it was like last year, Mm -hmm. whether he made that mistake. Well, he is our favorite Carolina girl.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and again, we're talking about adventure before we came in and Harold, you know, we're, we talk about outdoor stuff. Now he loved to ride his motorcycle and stuff. But just for him, he could sit there and have an adventure in the middle of a writing a program, staying all night, working mm-hmm. all night, just dedicating himself to an adventure with code. And and that's where it's, I I love that being able to be broad with stuff like that. Yeah. Well, I
0: think a lot of it, the commonality that you see in what we discussed, whether it's a casual adventure, what we were talking about, just where you go out and have some fun. Crucial, I think, is defined as like, you know, your job or what helps sustain your family. And then critical is your ministry or your calling is that um, when you do that, whenever you, you have all these different opportunities to experience this um, this type of adventure, and I lost my train of thought of what I, <laughs> was the point I was going to actually make. Um, but as you run into those, there's there's different ways that, that they do pop up in um, – Oh, this is what I was going to say. They're all involved risk. You don't know the outcome. Right. Every one of them, all across those three categories. I don't, I, you know, I'm just taking a, a road trip. I don't know where I'm going to end up. You know, there's a certain amount of risk. It's lower risk, but it's, mm-hmm. you know, but you just don't know. And I think that's where people get messed up in, in doing their job all the time. It's the same thing. They know what to expect. We, our heart craves adventure, and particularly with our father.
2: Yeah, and a road trip can be an adventure if you drive old cars. (laughs) 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 I drew. yeah. Yeah, Yeah, You you really don't know the outcome is going to be. And where will I land? Yeah. Go to masculinejourney.org to register for the boot camp coming up November 16th through 19th. Plenty of space available, but it's filling quickly. Please go register soon. We'll talk with you next week. And go love on somebody this week. This is The Truth Network.